Hey everybody, this is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. We're actually podcasting from the couch tonight as we are watching Desperate Housewives in like live television form. Yes, I'm I'm a little upset that they're on tonight because I really wanted to watch the Golden Globes. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. So anyway, we're not obviously in the studio recording after the show. <coughs> I've actually not been feeling well uh, the last couple of days. In fact, our entire family, minus Stephanie, is not feeling well. But uh, we wanted to definitely bring to you some reactions to Desperate Housewives. What do you think so far? We're about, what, ha- almost halfway through? We're almost halfway through. Um, it's okay. It's okay. Gabby gets on my nerves. Yeah, the whole... Leopard versus giraffe versus chipmunk thing. Yeah. I like that the school does that and that they don't disclose which group is which. I, I think that's kinda that's kinda cool. But um but Gabby gets on my nerves. She really does. Um I love the opening scene with um Tom and Lynette. Tom and Lynette having dinner with Bob and Lee. That mm-hmm. was that was really funny. Um Liked Lynette's comment about the toilet seat. You'd think that'd be the one advantage. Anyway, um, but I really liked how they showed the marriage between Bob and Lee as no different than any other marriage, mm-hmm. you know. And and so that was that was cool. But um, yeah, Gabby's getting on my nerves. Orson's getting on my nerves. I, I want to see Bree just like roll him down the steps or something. And. Um, <laughs> uh, the no boundaries with with Tom and Lynette that was rather funny as well. The you know you came in this morning and sat on the toilet while I was shaving my legs. We have no boundaries. For me, that was uh, one of the funnier parts of this show. What do you think about the fact that it opened the the show kind of opened with Catherine being back? Well, we kind of knew that because they said that you know um, a return of a uh, return one of the, right one of the neighbors. so. She was the she was the only one that that you know made sense, and as we talked about that last week, remember? Do you think she's going to come back to her senses? I mean, it it just seems it's like a you know. I don't know. I think she's playing the doctor. Really, you think so? Yeah. I think so too. Yeah, I do. Which we've seen before when Bree checked herself into the mental hospital after Rex died. Right. A couple things. One, I like the scene so far where. Uh, Danny and oh, yeah. Anna, Anna, Anna were over at uh, his house, and you know she basically says, "You know, I want to, you know, follow my passion." And not enough people follow their passion. And you know, I, I must say that, <coughs> excuse me, uh, I must say that I totally agree with Anna. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, obviously. Uh, Angie doesn't see it from that point of view. Right. And she has a very negative view on anything that's outside of a traditional work model and going to college. No, I don't. I I really, I don't think so. Okay. Tell me what you're thinking. I disagree with you. I think Angie's point is that Anna is basing herself totally on her passion, which is centered on a very short-lived career. Okay. Modeling, I hate to say, in our culture is very time sensitive. You know, we saw a few seasons back, Gabby tried to get back into modeling in her thirties. It didn't go very well for her. And clearly she's gorgeous. You know, um, I think that, that Angie was saying, well, wait a second. Shouldn't you be making other plans? What's going to happen when, 
you know. What's her name? Eva Longoria Parker? Uh-huh. Is she or is she not on all over all the commercials today on television? She is. That's, well, yeah, that's, right. So, so don't tell me that you But can't. no, I'm talking about the show. I'm not talking about well, outside of that. I'm saying the show, Gabby's character. Uh-huh was unsuccessful in getting back into modeling. Gabby has could, nothing to do other than be a busybody and drive her kids crazy. But that's not... I think that has a lot more to do with Gabby's personality and who she is as a person because... And Anna seems different to you? No. Okay. <laughs> but also, you know, is, is she in the... <coughs> is she in the right place for that career choice? You know, isn't it... Didn't they... Want her back, but she'd have to move back to New York and all that other stuff. I I, I can't remember, but anyway, don't remember. I remember so, they're putting so them putting saying, her in a. So you are, are you saying oh. you're on Angie's side that she should go to college? No, I mean I think and that not, and she no, just, follow your passion, but make plans for ahead of that. Also, I mean, like you, okay, so you followed your passion, yeah, but you're also always going to be on top of the next big thing. Right. When modeling ends for Anna, what is there left? Right. That's all I'm saying. And I think that's all Angie's saying. I don't know. I I think Angie's saying forget modeling. That's stupid. Okay. I, I, I agree with you that you should have, okay, you know, how far is this going to take you? <coughs> Excuse me. Take you but and, uh, and move forward. But uh, anyway, I don't know. I thought it was interesting that uh, she didn't know that her, Angie did not know that Danny liked uh, poetry mm-hmm. and that he did poetry. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I just thought it was an interesting dynamic that they brought into the show. Yeah, and Anna could use some carbs. Let me tell you. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. I mean, I'm glad that our kids aren't old enough to watch this. Yeah, because I was very unhappy with that. Yeah, that was that not scene. good at all. Yeah, yep. or with that part of that scene. Right. So, is that everything that we've seen so far? We got Catherine. We got. Uh, Orson and Bree, we have uh, Danny and... Right. You you called Tom the A-word again. Yeah. You did. He's being a jerk again. He is, yeah. You know, although I, you know, I have to... I, I, say, I say bravo, Tom, for going and seeing you yes, know, a therapist. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. But, you know, he is being a little bit of a jerk. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, man, can't you, can't you instead of... I don't know. I, I think he handles... He doesn't communicate well. No. To, you know, I mean, obviously, I, I, I'm, I'm on his side about wanting to see a therapist and, and stuff like that. But, but you also have to respect her side of not and wanting to deal with it in her own way. Right. You know? That's exactly it. He, he is not sensitive to her needs at this point. No. And that's something that he, I've, we've always struggled with our feelings towards Tom, toward mm-hmm. Tom, is that he is very self-centered and feels like everything should go his way. Which is hard in a marriage where your wife is very controlling. Yes. <laughs> and everything seems to go her way. Yeah. Well, anyway, so we are going to pause right now and we'll Can be I back. Can I say oh, just one more thing? Since no. Since we were talking you about... you got to wait. But since we were talking I'm about Tom and Lynette um, and, and marriage and all that stuff, before we were watching that, we were watching the Golden Globes. Yes, and Felicity Huffman was on there. Yes, and when she was, um, she was doing an introduction of... The, the president of the film, whatever. And um, they they showed in the audience her husband, William C. Macy, and the way he looked at her, it was just, <coughs> that that's how a man should look at his wife. That's all I wanted to say. Very cool. It was awesome. All righty. Well, I am going to pause now. We're going to 
unpause the recording of uh, Desperate Housewives, and we'll be back shortly. Okay, so we're back after one more like little series there between commercial breaks. It's called a segment. Yes, one more segment. Thank you. Um, and what did we just see? All right, so Carlos does not want Gabby to tell Susan about her discovery of right. the uh, who who is who as far as the advanced class, mm-hmm. and Gabby now believes that Juanita. The le- is in the leopard who believes the leopards are the more advanced. The advanced, right. And the ja- giraffes are the people who are basically going to be forever uh, doing Moving tables and holding doors. Exactly. So, first of all, do you think that she got it right? No. I don't think so either. No, I don't. So, but of course, you know, the question is, does it matter? No, it doesn't. But now we They're fun. seven, right? I mean, yeah. come on. Yeah. So anyway, the thing is, <coughs> is that Carlos did not want uh, Gabby to say anything to Susan. Right. And Susan comes over and wow. But I think Susan came over well-intentioned. Susan always. But she, well-intentioned, she, but she, she, no, the listen, words that she But used, that happens to her all the time. I know. She, she's not a very good communicator. I know. She her and Tom always, went to the same school of communication. So. She always sticks her foot in her mouth, but she came over. I'm gonna help her catch with, up. I mean, but she came over and with I'm really sure you sin- did as good with as the heart you of could. sincerity. You know, I bet you well, did as good as you could. Gabby, oh come on, you watched Gabby homeschool that kid. I did, but you don't say those words. Yeah, you do if they are friends. Oh no, you don't. You don't say. If, oh, I'm sure you. But now she's with a professional teacher, and well, she is. Is that not a fact? <laughs> is Gabby a professional teacher? Okay. No, Gabby's a professional snoop and nosy busybody <laughs> and money spender. And look at what I'm wearing. We watched Gabby couldn't, Gabby but, could not but, homeschool her kid. But there Gabby could not wait to get her kid back into a professional teacher. <laughs> and now she's taking offense to the fact that someone said you're not a professional teacher. The question you is cannot a, answer because you know I'm right. Listen to me. You cannot Would you answer stop me? interrupting me? I no, want to tell you no, something right now. No. Seriously, <laughs> you forgot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So seriously, hold on. Come over here. Listen to me. All right. Dude, it's I'm right the, here. The, I know. I mean, like, <laughs> <laughs> don't make me laugh. Okay. So. I'm not questioning the factuality of her statements. It's the question of whether or not she should be opening her mouth at all. Of course, I guess, based upon the personality that they give Susan Meyer, if she wasn't ever going to say anything stupid, then she probably wouldn't ha- would not have a whole lot of the lines. Enough said. Pretty sure I just said that. What about um, Angie and Lee having a conversation? I liked the advice that Lee gave Angie. Absolutely. Absolutely, so true. because if 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 she comes in between them, then that will only end in Danny pushing her away. Leave your eyeball in the socket. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. goes rubbing his eyes. I'm waiting for his eye to pop out at me. Um, yes, if, if she interferes, that will only push him away from her, right, and closer towards Anna. But um, chances are, if she gets to know her and pretends to like her. Or, hey, maybe she actually will like her. Uh-huh. Danny won't. That's just the way it works. Yeah. 
It's just the way it works. Did we see anything? Oh, yeah. Mrs. McCluskey goes to visit Kathy. Kathy, that's what she called I've her. never heard her called Kathy before. Me neither. That's probably why she got mad and left the table. <laughs> I, I call, so called the fact that she was going to eat the applesauce, though. Oh, she had her eye on the applesauce since the first time she walked up. I know. So so what do you think? Do you think Miss, 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 uh, Mrs. McCluskey has a point there? Do you think that there's a lot more forgiveness there than what she believes? Or do you think mm-hmm. that Catherine maybe is... Probably not so, uh, what's the word? Bonkers on this one? Bonkers on this one. Um, I don't know. I really, I, I don't know. I mean, where do you draw the line on? Right. You know, it's like, wow, mm-hmm. she's crossed some lines. Yeah, but. I, I draw the line at sending my husband to jail. So, yeah. so Susan and Mike, <coughs> I kind of see, you know, I think maybe wrecking my livelihood, I would draw the line there as well. So probably I wouldn't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Miss McCluskey may have a little wisdom here. She might because, you know, Mrs. McCluskey had her husband in a freezer and everyone welcomes her back. <laughs> exactly. That's, what I, that's all I'm saying. All right. We'll be back after the next segment. Segment. Wow. That was a short segment, first and foremost. Um, okay. I don't think it was all that short. but Wasn't it just... The scene with the kitchen with the journal and then the therapist? No, we watched um, Mike and Susan watch. Oh, was that a part of that segment too? (laughs) Wow. We shouldn't pause like between like little bits. No, I really thought about it. Um, No, first was Susan telling Mike that that MJ is slow. (laughs) They were like like elated that he could get his hand out of a cup. I mean, come on. And that then was it's like, ridiculous. And then they have to run because it's <laughs> he's running towards a the toaster, toaster with, with a fork. fork. Right. Ah, uh, anyway. It was, it was funny, actually, though. Yeah, but it's it silly. It is silly, but it, we, we laughed. We did. Um, I, Lynette is my favorite character on this show. Yeah. She really is. Um, I, don't, I feel like <coughs> they're, I guess because, um, now, I, I don't work outside the home. Um, but when this show started, she was a stay-at-home mom and, and totally related with her. But uh, I don't know. So maybe it's because I relate with her more. Yeah. But she's my favorite character on the show. I love her wanting to read the, the journal, you know, yes. and like barely touching it with her finger. Like, ooh, it accidentally fell open or something. Yeah. Um, Tom. Oh, you'd know if I read it. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's like, don't you want to know if I read it? And he's like, oh, if you read it, I'd know. <laughs> that was that was great. And um, Bribing the guy to give an appointment up, $200 in 20s. <laughs> who has a gambling problem? Right. That's just priceless right there. Um, and then, and then a- her, her therapy, you know, her, her being in there and talking to the woman. and. Um, now, here's the thing I want to predict. Okay. Is that by the end of this episode, she's going to see what's in there, in the book. And it's not going to be. And it's all going to be amazing things. And that's right. what Tom said, yeah. meant by. You'd know. You'd right. know. If yeah, I, I don't think it was in a negative way. Um, we know that Tom loves his wife. I mean, yes. we, we do. And they've addressed the whole her being in control thing um, back when, <coughs> back when Mrs. I'm McCluskey's- so there with her. With her what? being in, having a hard time not being in control right, of everything, right? I am right there with. I that. understand, but they they addressed that when um, 
Mrs. McCluskey's boyfriend was doing things around the house. Yes. And he kept checking with Tom and Tom says, you know, she needs to be in control. And, and so I get the ground beef and, you know, or whatever. And, um, so that's not his issue. We, We know that he lets her do that because they've, and if, the writers go back and change it all now, then that's their wrongdoing. But um, because they've already they've already covered that, so I, I just I love Lynette, and I yeah. I feel there's always so much happening with her character, with her personal growth. Absolutely. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, and I'm thankful that they're actually showing therapy in this show in such a healthy light. Because it really is. There are yeah. times when somebody needs to just sit down and talk with somebody. Mm-hmm. So very cool. A neutral somebody. A neutral somebody. Right. Exactly. Yes. All right. So Here we'll we be go. right back. Okay. <clears throat> okay, so what? Nothing. I was just making sure it was counting. It is counting. It used to turn green when you were recording. Did it really? Yeah. Like the, it's the not dot, green now. The big dot used to turn green, and anyway. Well, it's red blinking now, and it, it is. the counter is counting, so. I'm not sure I like that. I liked the green, so I knew that it meant go. Green means go. It does. You should be a leopard. So, I know. Yeah. Um, hey, <laughs> I finished school. All right. So what's the deal here? The whole the whole leopard chipmunk. I mean, it's it's just irritating. Susan is irritating because I think that. I mean, I under I, I understand it. I do. It's, Susan is irritating, but Gabby started it. Okay. Yes. And um. But I think that as a parent, I've just come to a place where, you know, average is okay. You know, as long as my kids are doing their... Average would be chipmunk. (laughs) (laughs) No, wait. But as long as my kids are doing their personal best, I can't ask for anything more than that. Right. You know? And, And so I think that it really is about knowing your child and doing the best that you can to help your child succeed. It's, it's, uh, we, we struggle with, um, okay, so we've talked on Family from the Heart um, in detail about how our, our son's birthday is in September, and we made the decision, whether right or wrong, to send him to school a year early. Right. So he started kindergarten when he was four, and he turned five like three weeks later. Um, our daughter, our oldest daughter, her birthday is in November. So she missed the cutoff because in our state it is October 1st. She missed the cutoff and had to wait an entire year before she could start school. So she was nearly six when she started kindergarten. Well, now they're two years apart in age, but they're one grade level apart. And so we struggle here in our house with... Megan telling Matthew, oh, well, that's easy. I just did that. Well, that's easy. I just did that. Well, yes, Megan, those things were easy for you because you were six, you know, or, or you were eight or he's not. Well, he's eight, but you know, she was nine when she was in the third grade and, and he is eight. And, you know, it, it's about knowing your child. Yeah. It's about knowing what your child can do. <coughs> this, this whole, you know, dividing them up. And I'm sure that has its pros but hello it has its cons too i mean these parents are going crazy over it and maybe if you pay thousands of dollars in tuition for your kids to go to this fancy schmancy school you know it it is a big deal but it just as as a parent it it irritates me 
that's all. Just going to get on my little horse and ride off into town because it, it just irks me. But, you Stephanie, know? I, you know, really, we, so. we pride ourselves on being authentic and transparent. So can you really tell us how you really feel about <laughs> yeah. this? Okay. So moving on to I love Bree. Rolling him out and, and yes. hosing him down. How awesome was that? But that was But fun. I feel like in that that maybe they had a breakthrough. And I think so. so. I hope so because I'm ready to see Orson and Bree start to make the men's. Because that's something. I am. Yeah. I th- I think that's what we're we've been waiting for, and hopefully this will be the end of that being drawn out too long. Mm-hmm. And um, Lynette and Tom going to therapy together yes. now. You'll have to wait until Tuesday at twelve thirty to see what I'm writing down. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's gonna be good. All right, we'll be back. We only. It looks like we only have one more segment. Two. Two. Okay. All right. So there we have it. That was a great ending to this episode. It was. It was. Wow. I'm glad they all came. I am too. I, yeah. I I must say that I was shocked to see Susan there. But wow, what an... No, I knew she wouldn't be standing with the rest of the group, but she was... Um, Catherine and Susan were friends first. If you remember, when Su- when Catherine moved back onto the lane, it was Susan who brought the other girls over. Oh, okay. So they were friends long before anybody else moved, before anyone else lived there. Um, But um, what was I going to say? And Susan, and this is why I knew that Susan would be there, um, even though I said, you know, for me, there would have to be a line. (laughs) And, um, but Susan is the one who was concerned for Catherine enough to call Dylan and to get Dylan involved. Oh, yeah. It wasn't out of spite that she called her daughter. She knew that her friend needed help. Right. And so that's how I knew that she would be there. Anyway. <clears throat> well, anyway, I, I think overall this was a very good episode. I mean, the 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 whole animal class thing, that was a little crazy. Um, and it ended with them doing the same thing. I know, I know, know I know. But with that being said, though, I really liked the Angie and the Anna thing and the Danny thing. I liked the Tom and Lynette counseling, and I liked the friendship of of how that all worked out. Yes. I, I think overall I would give this about a four out of five stars yeah, for this episode. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty good. Um, I have to say there that I really didn't um, – <coughs> I, I understand the, the writing and the way they're portraying it, but when Gabby was saying that she um, – Got her her worth and and her yeah I didn't her like self worth and value from from her kids that that so cannot be the case, but I think in so many um, stay at home moms that it is the case yeah that and and I have been one that where you you never feel like you're accomplishing anything and you always feel like a failure <laughs> because kids are kids and you have to give them room to fail um, to me. My kids failing is just as important as my kids succeeding because they have to know, you, you have to know what it's like on the one side to strive for the other, you know? And that's why, um, you know, our daughter Megan, she's 10, she's in the fourth grade. And um, when she was in the first grade and brought home her first 100, we hung it on the fridge for a week. And I kept that. I still have that 100. Well, two months ago when she brought home her first F, I kept that. 
it's, you know, do we want her to do better? Do we know that she can do better? Absolutely. But is it okay for her to fail? Absolutely. Right. You know, and then I'm okay with that. I remember the first time that she, um, she intentionally spelled a word wrong on a spelling test because she's like, Mom, I get hundreds all the time. And yeah. it was like no big deal to her to bring home, it was no big deal to her to bring home a, a 96 because she gets 100s all the time and so she intentionally spelled a word wrong so so That's that she would girl say, yeah right I mean she but it's okay for our kids to fail and so we can't um, we can't as as moms because that's the way the show portrayed it find our 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 self our self worth and our value in our kids right anyway. I agree. Well, anyway, that is our coverage for this episode of Desperate Housewives, um, podcasting from the couch here in the Ravenscraft household. And uh, I'm glad that we did this tonight. And I thank you for letting me do this because I wanted to definitely get an episode out. We've got a lot of plus members who really enjoy listening to the Desperate Housewives fan podcast, and I just was not feeling great. So I enjoyed the opportunity to stay out of the studio tonight and still get a episode recorded yes hopefully this sounds okay i'm hopefully pretty it does. actually I, I know from you doing stephanie unplugged that this is going to be just fine and i do those in the car with with the microphone on my earbuds so this is bound to be a little bit better than that should be all right bye everybody until next time join, join the community, the community.